1: My name is Cynthia McIntosh and I welcome you to another of Truth Broadcast. On today, I want to share a word from the Lord to inspire us to see ourselves through God's eyes. To do this, I want to focus my discussion in the form of a verbal confirmation that you can speak to yourself daily. And This is the confirmation. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I share this message today to encourage us to look through God's eyes for a portrait of who we really are. I encourage us to focus on God's opinion of our true identity and potential. My hope today is for us to fight Oh yes, beloveds, fight to overcome the voices in our lives They give us what I call false indicators of our true selves. These voices can come from those we, we love. It can come from those that love us. It can come from enemies that hate us and enemies that we hate as well. It can come from TV, radio, music, apps, and many other things that give suggestions on who we might be all of these things can be used by Satan to mold us into who he wants us to be and control us to what he wants to us to become. Beloved, it's our focus on our creator's original dream for our lives can weaken and break the strongholds of false identity planted in our lives. God can take back what I call the stolen space in our minds and controlling our lives. We can be born again with God's purpose for living. God does this by creating who we are and what we are and what we can do because he refuses to let Satan work alone in painting the portrait of what we look like and what we can achieve. God will send at the appointed time his voice into our life to shape us to his masterpiece and priceless treasure. Oh yes, we are a priceless treasure. He does this because at the appointed time he will come for this treasure and place it in its rightful place in his eternal kingdom. Dear hearts, our new place with God. Our Father, Abba, is being prepared without wickedness and deceit surrounding us. You see this truth in Malachi chapter 3. And i start reading at the 17th verse to the 18th verse. The prophet says, they shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. On the day that I make them my jewels, I will spare them. As a man spares his own son who serves him. Then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between the one who serves God and one who does not serve him. You see in the scripture that words spoken from God's heart are of his plan to gather us as his treasure to serve him in one place. This treasure are those who can say these words with confidence. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. This says that serving God involves the process of involving e- of into a being planned long before we are born. You see, we are like clay in the hand of the potter. God molds us into something never seen before. You see, we do not come off a production line of products made to look alike. Each of us are unique and special to God. Who we are and what we do is a part of our service unto the Lord for his pleasure. Now, for the rest of the session, I want to give you some biblical examples of how the Lord helps us to become who we are in him. And one of my favorite examples is Samuel. He was the first judge of Israel after they entered their promised land. You see, the people needed a voice from the Lord to guide them into his will, just like we do today. And just like we do today, it required for them someone who could focus daily on hearing the voice of God. God created Samuel to fulfill this task. Everything about Samuel in his creation from God focused on that call to be a spokesman for the Lord and to his people. And so for a moment here, I want to share his story of how the Lord placed him. In this special place of service. You see this in 1 Samuel chapter 3. And I'll read. Starting at the first verse to the 10th verse. It says. And the child of Samuel. Ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. Came to pass at that time. When Eli was laid down in his place. And his eyes began to wax dim. That he could not see. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. That the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. And he ran into Eli and said, Here I am, thou callest me. And Eli said, I didn't call you. Lie down again. And he went down and lay down. And the Lord called yet again Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am. Thou didst call me, and he answered. Eli said, I call not you, my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am. Thou didst call me, and Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. I'll stop reading there, but you see in this text of Scripture, it's, it's a small portion of a story that began in the life of Samuel's mother. Oh yes, all of our lives start with our mothers who carry us in their womb. Her, she had a drought of barrenness before she had Samuel. That moved her to promise God her first child if he were to allow her to get pregnant. When she did get pregnant and bore Samuel, she gave him to the high priest in the temple. As soon as he could live without her, she nurtured him and nursed him and trained him where he could walk and talk and be assistant to the priest in the temple. I'll just interject this thought that God rewarded her to have three other children after this birth. And I do do believe this was a gift from the Lord for giving up Samuel for service in the temple. She did what parents should do today. They should guide their children into the will of God for their lives. Hannah, Samuel's mother, did what the word said in Proverbs 22 and 6. It says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Hannah lived this great truth. Hannah placed her child where God wanted him. And please note, dear hearts, children need this guidance so their lives do not become full of unuseful things. I'm talking about things that eventually have to be removed from their lives so God can use them. A bad start in life can cause us to accumulate what I call weights and sins that can slow us down and hinder our walk with God. The Apostle Paul shared these words and this theme in Hebrews 12 and 1. He said, Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with a so great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. The Scripture, beloveds, declare that there is a race set before us. We, It means we're all faced with a road of service that requires patience and spiritual energy. The road is mapped out for God's pleasure and for a prize at the finish line. And I love this part because you see, the race was designed for someone free of weights and sins so that we could win the prize. Weights and sins. Take us captive, and, it, and they stop our progress until what I call the fullness and richness of a life fully de- dedicated to the Lord. Weights and sins are like metal traps set to catch animals. Once caught, the trap either kills or enslaves the catch for his usage. And for this reason, Paul encourages us to lay these weights and sins aside. He encourages us to get rid of them so we can run God's race. He encourages us to live a life of God so we can say with confidence. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. Now I want to end this session by talking about some of these weights and sins and That can stop us from moving into the will of the Lord. A weight can be as simple as an addiction to golf during all our free time. It can be as serious as our need for wealth. That requires us to work long hours. Leaving no time for the Lord. You see weights in and of themselves are not sinful. However they can slow down our progress in the Lord. Dear heart, sins are all activities that violate what I call God's divine laws. The Old Testament defines sin as life outside of the Ten Commandments. New Testament teachings of Christ defined it as life outside of love for God and for mankind. James said it like this. Remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. Spending time on this theme of weights and sins because if not understood, we cannot say these words. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. Weights and sins make this decoration a difficult task to fulfill. Beloved, it's multitasking between weights and sins along with our Christian race can be fatal to our confidence levels. I challenge you today, give God his space in your life, and I'm a witness he'll bless you greatly. Beloved, God bless you, and I hope to share with you again on next week.